swords and candle art to spark souls and charge souls to cross roads and bandits are catacombs and giant doors protect the chest of stores and legendary items with the dragon bones and iron it's ores. a grand theft of elk scrolls simon's quest the tone earl rock shoes to every clue keeps the exit gaming news the potus needs some bad dudes to crash crew like bandicoot all shit a game in english control nations Control Issues! Yes, yes, y'all. Yes, y'all. Yes, yes y'all. y'all. Well, this is Control Issues. I am the AMC. And this is A-Dub. You can find us at control-issues.com. That dash is a hyphen. You can go on over to twitch.tv slash control issues pod. We put up gameplay videos for your viewing pleasure. You can also go to your podcast provider, whoever that may be. Look for Control Issues, download it, subscribe to it, rate it, review it. You can also head on over to Twitter. We haven't been permanently banned like some people. My Control Issues is the handle get at us yeah, it's crazy that we <laughs> we read the, we read these people just spitting fire all week and none of them have been banned <laughs> all week all year all term <laughs> nobody taken out yeah Yes, uh, as as you alluded to, this is uh, this is uh, another week for the record books as it oh, continues. <laughs> Just history every week, <laughs> <laughs> nonstop. No, so, I mean, yeah, if you're writing a history book. Uh, you're gonna have to have that have that addendum, where <laughs> it's just gonna have to count for this one year, like its own like just personal add-on chapter. Yeah, this this whole year is gonna need several volumes. <laughs> <laughs> and like um something else, just just a quick note on the political side, but like somebody mentioned something like this this part of history or this term in history should be written in crayon, and I was like. Uh, I, I could see that, but at the same token, I think it should be like high quality paper, gold, gold edged paper. Like you turn it a certain way, you see a picture of a building burning or something and like lots of pictures, beautiful text laid out because it should be something that that people want to read because as many people as humanly possible need to read this chapter of history. So we more than likely do not repeat it. Yeah, I can't wait for some time to pass and then as we get perspective to then try to make sense out of it as especially as more information kind of comes out um because yeah like right now it's so hard like when people are putting out pandemic movies in the middle of the pandemic that's the problem is we're still in this and so we're still in this whatever this is we're in it and so once we're outside of it we have some some you know some space from it and we can kind of like just look back at it it'll be interesting to see how all of this is kind of processed by by society <laughs> yeah like that that hindsight when it's like yeah that was pretty crazy right <laughs> yeah yeah little did we know <laughs> it was it was social media all along <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was the internet all along yeah my one hope for all of this is that all of the parties involved don't get away with it yeah. Like at some point, people have to have an example made out of them. 
Yeah, yeah. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. we'll see. <laughs> In the meantime, we still got video games. Yeah, that's right. A dub. Oh, we are two weeks into the new year. Yes, and my friend, are. what have you been playing? I'm just plugging away at Divinity. I believe the last time we left off, I reached a point where there's there's basically nowhere to go. I've been everywhere. I explored everything. I looked for as many secrets or extra lines of dialogue as I could possibly find i was up against an encounter that I, I i seemingly could not escape i either had to fight this head paladin with his entire entourage or i found another way where i could fight him in a more isolated scenario but i had to i had to protect somebody who's on the verge of death so it was a hard call i ended up beating him with his entourage i had to utilize some divinity tricks to get that done. Like basically it's a seemingly impossible battle unless you just utilize every tactic technique and visual audio cue that they give you in the game in order to tilt the odds in your favor. I didn't quite go that way. I did as good as I possibly could. Once they were really like serving me some of those hot ass weapons, what I did was, and what I usually do when battles get tough, I resurrect somebody as far away from the conflict as possible. And then when it's their turn again in battle, I make them walk the rest of the way out of the battle. That way they revert back to normal exploration mode. They go back into real time. Their magic armor and their physical armor automatically replenishes. I use a sleeping bag on them. That way they get all their health back, remove all their negative status effects. Then I run them back into the fight from a more advantageous spot. And keep in mind, the battle itself is completely frozen on whoever's turn it is. Like if it's the enemy turns, they're doing what they're going to do. There's nothing you can do to stop that. But if it's a player turn, it's just standstill. So I'm moving this character around. <laughs> I just like, okay, should I put him there? Should I take that dude out first? Should I, should I move close enough to teleport one of their guys out of the fight, whoop his ass solo in a separate fight? <laughs> <laughs> and then go back in the big fight. But ultimately, I got somebody out, got him healed up. Like my big, my big strength guy who can just cleave through your hit points with his two-handed axe. And brought him back in the fight, had him take on three or four people away from the main conflict, managed to whittle down some more enemies in the in the bigger portion of it, brought back my characters, eventually finished it off. Yay. Went back to another scenario, figured out uh, there was something that I didn't see the first time there. So finished that whole thing off another big battle. Now I'm in, I've gotten information and items necessary to proceed through what they, what they call the path of blood. So it's something that no, no pilgrim of Lucian has ever survived and it's designed that way. But because I spoke to the engineers and did their, their relevant quests or satisfied their conditions in order for them to give me the info I needed. I knew how to bypass a couple of the, the major rooms in the path of blood. So I found my way in, I figured out a pretty, a pretty clever puzzle that they set up. So that was dope. And then there is a room called the death room and <laughs> there's just switches everywhere. There's traps everywhere. There's gratings where like fluids and, and, and 
fumes come through they can explode and set you on fire put you coat you in blood it's a bunch of stuff and these little these little minions spawn in the room and their job is to just fuck your whole day up so they're just running around pulling all the switches in the room and hitting you with all these random effects i think one of them turned my entire party into cows at one point and i couldn't do anything for two turns <laughs> and like they're just they're they're setting things on fire they're conjuring barrels and killing these little things only makes more of them respawn and it just makes the cycle worse but i knew the secret to the room it's just some levers that you have to pull in a certain order got my characters where they needed to be pulled all the levers everything including the minions shut down done i saved right at the entrance to the next room hopefully this is the very end i only have one mission in my mission log and both of the little the subplots beneath it are closed out so i'm guessing all that's left for me to do is the final battle and I'm very much looking forward to it because this game I'm slowly closing in on 200 hours it, I want it to be over as much as I enjoy it so I'm looking forward to that it'll be a very big notch on my belt I'll have Divinity Original Sin 1 as well as 2 on my list of games that I've completed and I'll be able to move on to something else, maybe Bioshock Infinite. So then I'll have that trilogy under my belt and then I can move on to something else, uh, be a free agent again, maybe put some more time into XCOM 2, maybe put some more time into Ruiner, maybe go back to Fallout 4 and push that across the finish line. Uh, maybe finally like really dial into Spelunky, who knows, the world would be my oyster. But AMC, what have you been playing? I have been putting work into that fire emblem. Yes. Um, that Fimblem. That Fimblem. Yeah, really enjoying that game. The At this point now, what's good is I'm kind of getting an idea of the, uh, the different systems in the game and how to build out characters. Because so your character, every character has um, <clears throat> multiple classes, I think around like four, four classes that they can build up. Um, it's like beginner, intermediate uh advanced and then master that master class and um with that every character has an option of different skills that they can build on it's like uh, i think lance sword axe um and there's about 10 each um and so based on which skills you focus on how you build those up uh the level that you get those to it um you then can hit the the level the level requirement in order to then take an exam and then qualify to then move into the next level of class. Damn. And so with that, it's, they lay all that out to you early in the game, but you don't really understand kind of the character's tendencies, what they play towards and then how to build around that. And then also looking at team makeup and what classes would be, I guess, most beneficial as you play through the game. And so now I've hit that point where I have my students. I know. I I have. I know what their skill traits are, what their strengths and weaknesses are, um, and so then I then looked ahead at the different classes that I want to build towards with each of those characters, and so with that, I can now somewhat automate um, what skills I focus on um, building on when I have the. Uh, the class time in the game so how the game works um in the different sequences is you'll have um you have your calendar you'll go through a week 
then you have you have classroom time where you're the professor and then you can choose to manually instruct the students if you do that then you can focus on building up a certain skill a uh, particular skill if not you can do that automatically and then that's a way to supplement their progress outside of battles in the game. Uh, and then so you, you can also then choose to do battles on any given week. And by that, you they're kind of mock battles where then you can work on uh, building up their experience levels uh, in order, because it's a combination of your experience level and then also your skill level, which then helps you qualify to then take an exam for a certain class. So there's a whole lot that goes into it, which is cool, but until you get that whole situation figured out, you're kind of just playing around with all the different systems. And then once you get it, then you're kind of locked in. And so with that, I'm a little more efficient with how I go through different parts of the game, which is really cool. And because of that, I can now focus on the battles. And in that aspect of the game, which is really cool, is I'm now starting to open up the different weapons I have access to. Like, uh, because you'll find, if you get a blacksmith at one point in the game, you're getting all these smithing tools, all the different ores, but you don't really know what they're for, what the different properties, uh, what impact they have on the weapons. So once I got the blacksmith, then um, I started messing around with the crafting in that game. And now I'm at a point where I get certain ores. It's like arcane ore, which I guess has magical properties. And I'm now able to infuse, um, I guess, elemental magic into certain weapons, which uh as an example, I got a sword. I've turned into a lightning sword. And now I can attack enemies two spaces away instead of a space that's adjacent to me. Oh. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what about diagonal? <laughs> yeah, yeah, diagonal too. It, diagonal and in two away. So it just opens Damn. up. Um, <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, so it's like almost like making your character an archer or at least being able to counter archers and um, more magical enemies that... Um, require on like mid-range to long-range attacks uh and so with that it's um you can carry a certain amount of weapons so now i'm really playing around with the inventory because you have about five slots so it's kind of like what five things do i want to have in those slots because it's you can um you can kind of choose between weapons obviously uh you'll you can get a shield uh and then also there's accessories that you can choose to put into those slots and with those accessories like they'll give you health boosts and other other things like i found a ring that heals me upon like every turn uh so yeah it's kind of interesting to see what loadout you want with each character but now that that's all becoming more available at my disposal i'm really thinking about like the units who I want to have near each other and how I want to send them out into the world. Like what's the front line and <clears throat> what kind of attacks and defenses do I want to have on the front line when I meet up with the enemies? So it's a, uh, it's fun, man. It's great. It's opening up in ways that I wasn't expecting. I thought I kind of had the idea of how the game was going to progress, but as they've thrown in more options in order to, um, I guess, diversify how you want your team makeup to be, it's really, um, giving me some like it's engaged me in a way that what you really want from uh an rpg and especially a tactical turn-based rpg i will say but a dub let's get into the topics of the week topics of the week oh we got you want to lead off a dub how we leading off we're gonna we're gonna come in big we may as well Coming off the trolleys, let's just hit them over the head with it. We got the PlayStation Plus games for January 2021 announced. Ooh, there we go. 
Ooh. I was I was waiting for some kind of reaction. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, no, let's let's, let's see what they got. <laughs> yeah, this one caught me by surprise because uh, last week we did our trolleys, so I didn't even look at the news stuff, and then so randomly on Tuesday. I suddenly see a bunch of people playing one game and I'm like, wait, what's going on? And then I was like, oh shit, that's right. The PS plus releases are out. And so take it away. Dub. Yes. Sony has announced that the PlayStation plus games from January, 2021 are the PS five version of man eater. That shark game. And the PS four versions of shadow of the tomb Raider. Mm. As well as Greedfall. Uh, <laughs> that great, that microtransaction. That, that trickle down transactions. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, talk about it, A Dub. How do you feel about this lineup? I feel pretty strong about it. Don't have any of these games. I would very much be interested in playing all these games. I already downloaded uh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider on the PS4. I. I put Greedfall in the queue. I'll get to that at some point. I'm still a little apprehensive. And if I had a PS5, I would be all over Maneater. I mean, I imagine I could go in and redeem that on the app and just have it on my account for the inevitable day when supply outpaces scalping and I can finally get myself a PS5 from a store at retail price like a normal human being. Uh, Overall, I would say that it's a solid month. It's like I said, Games I want to play, games I have not played. That's a perfect cross-section. AMC, how do you feel about it? Yeah, uh, same. These are two games, when I think about um, it was Shadows of the Tomb Raider and Greedfall, two games that I definitely wasn't really considered buying. Uh, Greedfall looked interesting, um, but like, you know, just not my style of game on just like as a as far as purchasing and then tomb raider i know these games are good um it was just a franchise i didn't jump into this generation and since they're basically giving it to me you know i gotta add it in who knows if i actually get to either one but it definitely when i saw the lineup for the month i thought oh this isn't one that is gonna you know create a complete a complete meltdown on the internet <laughs> of why of of discussions of the lack of value with ps plus and it's time to cancel my subscription and all that all that nonsense <laughs> and you know what by and large you'd be correct as we were looking for trolls there was nary one to be seen so i'm kind of proud of the community for seeing the value in these offerings of course there were a lot of people who you know the general sentiment of oh well i would I didn't want to spend money on these games, but since they're free, I'll give them a shot. (laughs) (laughs) So we're dealing with that kind of crowd or the occasional, oh, they just had this on sale and I just bought it and now it's free. (laughs) (laughs) What about me? (laughs) Me, 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 me. And while we're discussing this, a dub is redeeming Maneater on PS5. (laughs) Boom. (laughs) Got my first, got my first PS5 pickup. What? Building my library before I got a before I got a library. (laughs) (laughs) Building a library without the shelves. You know how it goes. Uh, Yeah, overall excited for this. So this is really good way to help roll in the new generation. Get people exposed. You get to see a PS5 enhanced game, and you also get to see two games that you otherwise would have skipped. 
running on a PS5, backward compatibility, or you can just play them on your PS4. Uh, I'm pumped most for Shadow of Tomb Raider because I played the Tomb Raider reboot as well as Rise of the Tomb Raider. Enjoyed both of those immensely. And I wanted to get into the third one. I heard that it's less combat and it leads more heavily on exploration as well as puzzle solving. So that's going to be cool. Lara Croft is all about the tomb raiding. So I'm intrigued by the idea of being able to do more meaningful exploration and progression through like environmental puzzles, things of that nature. Good job, Sony. Thank you very much. Let's get into our next topic of the week. Top topic of the week. week. What you got, AM? Yes, I got the most anticipated games of 2021. Um, You know, you couldn't go through all the games because there's so many games. So I just went through, curated a list. Games, not necessarily all games I want to buy, but just games that I'm interested in seeing how they do and kind of what it means for this developer, um, you know, moving forward. So the first one off of AMC's list of the most anticipated games of 2021 Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury. Uh, we Double gotta, that one, two. Yes. Uh, if you haven't guessed by the title of the game, it is a Switch game. <laughs> it is coming <laughs> out on February 12th. Uh, let's see what IGN had to say. Nintendo's excellent Wii U platformer comes to Switch in February with an all-new expansion called Bowser's Fury. It features four-player co-op, both online and local, and will be released alongside new Cat Mario and Cat Peach <laughs> Amiibos that Cat, Cat Daddy. Peach. Yes. Uh, yeah, this Cat is Daddy the, the game. <laughs> Cat Daddy. <laughs> yeah, this is the you, game. You go around hustling so you can have enough money to entertain young women. <laughs> yeah, Cat Daddy. <laughs> Just hustling. <laughs> yes, trying to become Sugar Daddy. Cat Daddy. <laughs> um, yeah, so this is the game that I've been waiting for on the Switch. Um, there are all the games that came out on the Wii U that were kind of lost on that platform and you know people are just waiting to get ported over this one being the most anticipated as far as i'm concerned um it's the mario 3d world game with the cat suit with four player Mm -hmm. co-op it's everything i would want as far as girlfriend games go and you know when this comes out february 12th if we haven't beaten ori i'm sorry ori but you'll have to be pushed aside what to make room for that super mario bros 3d world Oh yeah, you want something that you two can play simultaneously. Yeah, and Ori's fun. It's just, uh, you know, we don't get to it as often as we'd like, and I feel like this game will engage us in a way that we've never been engaged before. <laughs> you know, other than your actual engagement. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> what do you got? Uh, you guys are coming up on two years now? Now nah, we're coming up on three? three years. There we go. Yeah, I think last year. Oh yeah, year, I, you know, we kind of just lost a year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I gotta figure out. Uh, last year was linen, so uh, at least I believe it was linen or cloth, and so I gotta figure out what this year's uh, engagement thing is because you know people decided that you have to get them a certain gift with each year. I think this is the suede anniversary. Oh, you gonna get some of that suede? <laughs> <laughs> I'm completely making this up as a chronically single male. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great if I showed up with some suede. Suede pants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. One game that one upcoming oh, yeah. game I'm excited for, uh, according to IGN, developed by Housemark, Returnal. Mm. Uh, 
so developer Housemark, known for excellent twin stick shooters like Resogun, is stepping into a new genre with Returnal. Described as a third-person roguelike shooter, Returnal is set on a procedurally generated alien world. The PS5 exclusive will take advantage of the system's SSD and 3D audio, as well as the DualSense controllers, adaptive triggers, and haptic feedback. Now, if you go online, you look at some screenshots, it it looks amazing. It's beautifully rendered, amazing particle effects, housemark standards, uh, third person, high octane, high speed shooting action. Again, it was mentioned as a procedurally generated roguelike type experience. So expect there to be randomization, maybe a little RNGs is mixed in there, as well as, you know, no real degree of certainty other than your understanding of the game's mechanics and your arsenal. So, Definitely the kind of game that appeals to all of my proclivities, and I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully, I have a PS5 by the time this releases on March 19th. Yeah, this one, um, I'm looking forward to it mainly because, you know, they they seem to be, as far as Housemark goes, they kind of had this whole this discussion of um, how they were going to kind of change up or kind of look in a new direction for the style of games that they were going to make less uh, arcadey. And what um, I believe they had announced uh, a battle Royale game initially. And people were kind of like, ah, oh, another one of these. Yeah. 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 And um, return. So that one didn't pull me or didn't engage me upon announcement. Returnal is one of those ones now where I'm like, Oh, this is pretty interesting. Like we got this is a shooter. It's also what procedurally generated. Um, yeah, so it, it seems like it's it's close Super to science fiction. Yeah, it's close to what they what they're used to doing, but also in a new space, and that being the third person as opposed to two D. So um, I want to see that because I imagine that they know how to make fun games, and now let's see what that next step for them as a developer looks like. What else are you looking forward to? Yes, yes, A-Dub. Um, this one, just to see what the next-gen version of these games will look like, Far Cry 6. Um, this is... Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so it has a date of May 25th with an asterisk. This noted by IGN rumored release date as listed Ooh. on the Microsoft Store. The official release window stretches from April 2021 to March 2022. So this game could be coming out anytime <laughs> uh yeah, next it, it might not even come out in that window who knows <laughs> yeah uh here's the breakdown from ign the next installment in ubisoft's open world franchise takes players to the traditional island nation of yara midst a revolution yara is ruled by dictator anton castillo played by giancarlo esposito known yes. as breaking bad and the mandalorian Far Cry 6 will run at 4K 60 frames per second on PS5 and Xbox Series X. Yeah, as mentioned earlier, I've never really gotten to the Far Cry series, but there it's a series that continues to push on and it has its fan base and you know, I'm they're always when you think of Far Cry games, they you kind of think of this formula and so it would be interesting to see moving into next gen if they're going to stick with that formula or if they're going to stick with it. Um how they're going to add on to it. And so that's kind of why, because this is always going to be a popular franchise. It's always going to sell well. People are always going to play it, have the criticisms, but also like it at the same time. And I would like to see what Ubisoft has planned for, for them moving forward. How about yourself, Adob? Uh, likewise on Far Cry 6, I think Ubisoft has reached the point with the franchise where they don't necessarily need to add additional stuff more so than they need to polish what, already exist uh, general movement character ai 
navigation of enemies and NPCs, just cleaning up the general jank of the franchise. I put a lot of hours into Far Cry 5 in order to finish that overall and a highly enjoyable experience that I would recommend to other people. It's definitely one of the more shining examples of, you know, those open world first person just those special kind of first person games where it's it's built with progression and and tools and weapons and things it's just there's there's a lot of little stuff that they can fix with the far cry franchise so hoping to see that insofar as another game that i'm looking forward to what i would want to do is get that list back a dub is looking squarely at ruined king a league of legends story so according to ign developed by airship syndicate which they are crediting for developing darksiders genesis however in relative being relative to this game and the way that it looks now that we've seen gameplay i would feel more comfortable crediting airship syndicate with uh battle chasers which was the game i think a uh, joe mad was the director or the designer on there, the artist. It looks very similar to, to Darksiders and everything because he's also overall that. But Battle Chasers looks to be more similar to what Ruin King is, which is the first ever single player League of Legends game. The turn-based RPG allows you to control a party of League heroes, such as Misfortune, I'm, I can't even say that. Brom, Yasuo, Ari, and Pike. So, yeah, if you go online, look up the gameplay, which came out somewhat recently. And if you're somebody who has played Battle Chasers, you'll immediately note the similarities, not just in the art style and the presentation, but also in the combat system, the animations. It'll look very familiar. I'm highly interested in League of Legends just as an intellectual property with all of its characters and the beautiful work that its artists do. So in the hands of Airship Syndicate, I'm sure this will be as competent, if not more competent of an RPG than Battle Chasers was. Uh, that was a game I completed, loved it front to back. Hopefully we can get a sequel one day. And yeah, I'm happy about that. So AMC, did you think have any thoughts about Ruin King or did you have another game you had your eyes on? Uh, yeah, the only thing I would say, kind of building off what you're saying, is um, to see how they can build off of League of Legends, the the success of it. Um, I'm sure at this point they've they've kind of they know what that game is, and they would like to do something else, and to see if that audience will carry over, or if this is a way to pull in a new audience that necessarily wasn't interested in playing a MOBA. Um, it's a uh, I like that they're trying something a little different. Uh, it reminds me of like Blizzard whenever like they like they put out what is it like a regular um, an RPG game or they put down a real time strategy game, then they end up putting out an MMO and then they eventually put out a MOBA. So it's like I like when um, companies like this decide to start branching out with their properties and kind of spinning them off into different directions just to see mm -hmm. how that can pick up how successful those things can be. As far as a new game, a dub, I kind of got an old game, but a new game that I'm looking forward to. This one being multiple games in one collection. Mass Effect Legendary Edition. Uh, release date, spring 2021. Platforms, PS4, Xbox One, PC. The long-rumored remastered X, uh, Mass Effect 
trilogy was confirmed on N7 Day 2020. The Legendary Edition includes all single-player content and DLC from Mass Effect, Mass Effect 2, and Mass Effect 3. Mm -hmm. The remasters will run at 4K on compatible platforms with forward compatibility and targeted enhancements on Xbox Series X and PlayStation 5. Yeah, um, one Mass Effect series, it's a longtime favorite of many, uh, unless you talk about Mass Effect 3 when everybody gets upset. And then you move into Andromeda when people start getting angry, mm. but you just look at the, <laughs> you look at it. I'm uh, there's excitement for this, uh, for this one, this legendary edition to come out being that, you know, they put out mass effect one and two people love Bioware. They put out mass effect three people got issues with Bioware. They put out Andromeda. People are like, uh, they're, they're totally gone. SJW. They've, they this is like the, this is the height of the go woke, go broke, um, phase they chapter of our lives. The franchise. Yeah. And then they end up making Anthem and then people are like, we, we miss mass effect. <laughs> <laughs> and then they announced mass effect legendary edition. It's like, Oh, it's the mass effect that we love. We'll mm -hmm. take it. And so, Except for that last 10 minutes. Or, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where are my choices? Uh, yeah. And so with that, um, I think that at this point we're removed enough from the mass effect franchise where there is a little bit of um, nostalgia for it. And uh, a yearning to go back to what was great, the good old times. And uh, yeah, and so this is, I feel like, the perfect time to release something like this, especially early in the generation, get people back into the Mass Effect franchise to hopefully then show up with a follow-up to then what they have planned for Mass Effect moving forward with maybe later in this generation. Um, so I think this is a way to get people back on the platform in order to build out from there. So I, I think it's a good move and it's just an awesome franchise on top of that. What else you got, Adev? I'm hoping that we see the the gameplay of the original Mass Effect at least modernized to some extent to iron out a little bit of the jank, really ease in people, get, ease people's ability to to warm up to the franchise because the first one can be very off putting if ported as a a one to one experience. So hinging some hopes on there, something that I'm extremely excited for, and something that I was you know, trying to give Microsoft some room to operate if I could have got my hands on a Series X in time. But if Sony intends to stick to this release date of the first half of 2021, I'm just going to have to get a PS5 and enjoy a whole lot of Gran Turismo 7. So Sony's long-running racing sim will make its debut on PS5 in the first half of 2021. Gran Turismo 7 was officially announced during the PlayStation 5 reveal event. And it's the series' first new entry since Gran Turismo Sport in 2017. As you guys know, I'm pretty into racing. Love me some Forza. Uh, I would have had a Series X by now if I could have had a Series X by now, and I would have been playing the hell out of Forza Horizon. Instead, sitting here playing Divinity 2 on the PS4, hoping one day one of these consoles will become available so that I can enjoy all that they have to offer. Gran Turismo 7, if that comes along, then I'm just getting a PS5 calling it a day. AMC, how do you feel about racing? How do you feel about GT? Uh, yeah, I'm this is more of a curiosity thing. I've never really been into racing Sims, but um, <laughs> to be honest, my only curiosity as far as Gran Turismo goes is how you'll take to it. Cause I know you've been kind of waiting for this. I, you're the big racing guy. You gave them a chance with, what was it? Drive club. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was fun. Yeah. Yeah. It was like serviceable, but um, I mean, and then when the competitor is putting out what horizon um, Forza, it's like, it's tough. 
And so now to see the, you got what uh Gran Turismo sport, which is, I mean, it's, it's Gran Turismo, but it's not, you know, uh, one of the, the main entry points or it's not uh, a full fledged experience. Yeah. And so this being the Gran Turismo seven, this is them, you know, we've, we've had time, we've had plenty of time <laughs> to work on this franchise and to see them show up strong. Uh, and so, yeah, I want to see how I want to see a dubs, uh, experience his impressions when he gets his hands on on a racing on a racing game oh my god i forgot streaming <laughs> all those races it's gonna be so good people are going to see the 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 madness i deal with <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm pumped man i love love grants Turismo. always have since the original it's always had in my heart i will never break up with that franchise i will venture elsewhere and try other things but i'll always come home to my baby <laughs> yes um let's see next game i got a dub this one being ratchet and clank rift apart oh we've been seeing some gameplay of this let's see let's see what we got from ign release date first half of 2021 oh. platform ps5 oh rift apart was a next-gen showpiece for sony during its playstation 5 reveal event insomniac's next ratchet and clank not only looks great it showed the potential of ps5's ultra fast ssd sending ratchet through rifts into entirely new uh, worlds almost instantly so this one being the game where you're was it like you see like that that little like rift in the in the matrix and you can grab onto it pull you to another part of the map or we even saw in certain sequences where he's just jumping into new entirely different worlds Amazing. Uh, yeah and it's just loading in we're seeing how the ps5 is just loading in all these assets instantly without a hitch at all there's no there's no loading buffers in between these shifts and it yeah it is somewhat uh a showcase but i wouldn't want to sell it short as just like a tech demo for the ps5 this looks like a a, a legit game this looks like a contender um and one of those games that you know you're always going to have a good time when you play a ratchet and clink game and this one looks like the right one to kick off a whole new uh console with what do you say Hell about yeah. that AJ? yeah i'm pumped about ratchet it's always a mainstay in the playstation lineup it was one of the first games that really captured my attention on the PlayStation 3, Tools of Destruction, uh, PlayStation 4. I don't think I played any Ratchet on PlayStation 4, but PS5, Rift Apart has my attention. Uh, I'm excited about pulling through those rifts, jumping into different worlds, playing around with all the different guns. I mean, it looks absolutely stunning. It's, it's closing the gap between that, you know, between video games and that Pixar level of visual prowess. So want to see how that plays in real time insomniac rock solid developer will always show for their products but the next one i'm excited for horizon forbidden west release date second half of 2021 platforms ps4 ps5 not having it A Guerrilla Game sequel to 2017's Excellent Horizon Zero Dawn is coming to PS5 and PS4 in the back half of 2021. Horizon Forbidden West sees Aloy journey across the western United States from Utah to San Francisco. Despite also coming to PS4, the next-gen version of uh, Forbidden West is being built from the ground up to take advantage of the PS5 feature set, according to Sony. Uh, If you guys have been a fan of the original, like I was... 
AMC, you still need to play it and get your life together so that we can be on the same page when Forbidden West comes around. You got six months to get that off your docket. Uh, overall, looks like the visuals have been noticeably improved. Just want to see some gameplay. We're still working from assumptions based on the cinematic trailer that they put out. It looks like it's running on an in-game engine and looks like Aloy's going to be swimming. She's got a rebreather. Might be some underwater exploration mixed in there with submerged ruins of civilization, uh, beautiful landscapes. We've got new creatures that are blending more seamlessly into the environment itself. Overall, more of what you love with some improvements, with some additions, with some new shit. Excited. AMC, how do you feel? Yeah, this is, uh, this definitely puts in, uh, like, I guess a little, a little motivation to beat, the other horizon the original horizon just because you know that game is everybody said it's amazing i just haven't gotten to it and i know it's amazing and i need to play it and i want to hop onto it because it's definitely at, we're at a point now where this is going to be this could be the the first game i play on the ps5 as far as like the first big sony um first party exclusive so uh i want to be able to have the horizon the original one just uh put away just so i can come in with that knowledge and they just have that that experience uh so yeah i can't wait to get my hands on this uh i mean two bangers right away in the first year when you think about ratchet and clank and horizon for uh, a new console um i'm trying to think of because if i remember the ps4 i don't even know if they had a like a great exclusive that first year so to be coming out with these two games in the first year that's uh it's already off to a great start for for sony i say I mean, don't forget Resogun. Oh yeah, well, you know, Resogun was the shit. I gotta say, that was like the, the <laughs> game that that made me think about House House Mark. I guess. Yes. <laughs> um, let's see. I'm gonna list two games because one's gonna be real quick. Halo Infinite. That's really a 2020 game, but it was delayed to 2021. So oh I no! I want to see what that is when that comes out. Mm-hmm. And then I'll I'll leave one for you, and I'll jump ahead and say. Gotham Knights, a dub. Yes. Um, let's see. So release date 2021, platforms, PS5, Xbox Series X and S, PS4, Xbox One, PC. It's coming out everywhere except for the it's Switch. It's everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. The breakdown from IGN. Following years of teases from developer, that tease, from developer WB Games, Montreal, Gotham Knights was officially announced at 2020's DC Fandom event. Third-person brawler is set in a universe where Batman is dead, and the duty of protecting Gotham has fallen to Robin, Nightwing, Batgirl, and the Hood, Red Hood, mm. all of whom, <laughs> all of whom are playable characters in Gotham Knights. It features online co-op for two players. Yes, this is um, this is the game that when I look at the Arkham series, uh, I skipped Arkham Knights, whatever the, the last one, and um, I was kind of. I was, like it wasn't that the games were bad. I was just done with that franchise, and so I wanted to see Batman head in a different direction. And this is the game where it seems like they're going to try something new with it. One, they got co-op. Two, they're adding in uh, RPG elements with like levels, even where you get experience. So that part is pretty cool. Uh, we'll see how that all works together, and it just feels like a more lived-in city from 
what we've learned so far. And these are all the things that we've been asking for in a Batman game. Unfortunately, there is no Batman. Maybe he'll show up in a, a DLC down the line. Who knows? But as of right now, who cares? Because I've also wanted to play as Nightwing in a Batman game. And now I don't only have that option. I could be Nightwing. I could be, was it uh, Damien? I could be Barbara Gordon and I could be Jason Todd. So it's like, I could, I could be Batman with guns. I could be Batman with sticks. <laughs> I could be Batman with hair. Well, they all have hair, but not long hair. And I could be little Batman. So a yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, a little bit. So it's, it's crazy. It's great. I'm glad that they decided to go this route with the series, as opposed to just, you know, rehashing it, starting from the beginning with Batman versus Joker in a whole new scenario. Um, and so, yeah, this is going to be different. And I love that. Uh, how about yourself, a Playing exclusively as Batgirl. No problem, no question. I'm liking the presentation. I'm liking the the boss fights, how there seems to be kind of a puzzle element to it. So that's exciting. And it looks phenomenal, especially the combat. You know, I don't like a little bit of the 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 magnetism where you push a button and your character is suddenly sliding toward the enemy <laughs> as they're punching. <laughs> but I can get over that for other little things like running along the ambulance and doing the kick, the jump kick off the wall and like that kind of stuff. So very excited to see what else this game is capable of. Extremely excited to see the overall presentation cinematic quality of showing up on the situation, figuring out how you're going to handle it and executing. So, Gotham Knights is up there. You got one more, Ada? Just a quick hit. Chorus. Coming out 2021, PS5, Xbox Series Family Consoles, PS4, One, Stadia, PC. This one is a third-person, like, ship space game flying around, shooting stuff. Looks to be very fast-paced. Looks to be very serious. Uh, it's similar in its structure to what looks like Everspace. So if you've ever played that, you'll have a good idea of what Chorus is shaping up to look like. And it's it's kind of like if you mix Everspace with Control insofar as taking Control's color palette and tone and mixing it with the gameplay structure in progression of a of a Everspace. So I'm excited for that. You know, sci-fi always gets a pass from me. Uh, ships moving fast, roaming through space always gets a pass from me. And I'm excited to see that. AMC, anything else before we move on to the next topic of the week? This is the last one. Um, it was a big one. Was, um, so here we go. This is a huge one, A-Dub. We, we, we saw him call his son boy for an entire game and we're going to see what it looks like moving forward god of war ragnarok release date 2021 platform ps5 here's a breakdown from igm god of war ragnarok is perhaps the most anticipated game of 2021 santa monica studio has yet to reveal any details beyond its 2021 release window though ragnarok is expected to continue the journey of kratos and atreus god of war's ps4 reboot was awarded ign's 2018 game of the year award yeah this is yeah yeah Where's my jumping? Um, yeah, this is what's, what's with all the sad dad games? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, this is a huge one. Uh, God of War was 
absolutely remarkable when it came out. It made all the changes that I didn't expect them to do, but was more than happy to see them do as far as rebooting that franchise for a, you know, a more mature generation. And so they, they took it in some directions that I liked. I know there are maybe some people who thought it was, there's a little too much not a dog in their God of war, a little too much Neil Druckmann in their God of war, but mm. I thought they made all the right choices and to see where this moves on. I don't really know if people have played the original. Should we get, let's do mild spoil. Well, let's do spoilers Adel, real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can turn it off, but yeah, we got to see what's going on with Thor. Adel. Are you excited about this? Yeah. That's the one thing I'm most <laughs> excited for <laughs> because you be got a war, right? Yes, I did. Yeah. So Yes, <laughs> seeing that that hammer it just fade to black. <laughs> you, you imagine throwing the hammer and the axe at the same time. <laughs> oh my god! Damn, we about to go. <laughs> we about to go in game on them. Yeah, I mean, what are, what are your expectations? We know the axe. Um, I mean, Atreus. We know that he's going to be older. Are you expecting to play as Atreus in this one? Have him be controllable? What do you think? You know, honestly, I don't. Mm-hmm. If I mean, if if we do, I don't think there's any good point in the game where that can be done, where people are going to appreciate it or be okay with it. <laughs> because if you do it at the beginning, it's like, oh, I want to be Kratos, and then if you do it at the end, it's like, oh, I want to be Kratos. You do it in the middle, just for a little bit. Oh, I want to be Kratos. <laughs> Like everything is just gonna be every anytime you could possibly do it, people are just gonna be like, oh, it was fine until I wasn't Kratos anymore. So yeah, may, uh, <laughs> the only thing I could really see is like maybe if it was an option, or perhaps like in in the the 2018 game, you know how there was that one region where it was kind of like a just like a challenge dungeon. Mm-hmm. Like I could see something like that coming back where you don't play as Kratos, but it's challenges for Atreus to hone his God skills. Mm, yeah. And that, that helps make him more powerful and more competent in battle. But if, if there's anything where people are required to be Atreus, I don't see that going over well, just because people can't handle stuff. <laughs> <laughs> for lack of a better term. I mean, overall, I, I'm very excited for the boss battles. I'm very excited to see what fighting Thor is going to be like. I, I want to see that axe in that and that hammer like collide in midair. Yeah, I imagine there's some action there. Yeah, where you could block it with that or maybe catch his hammer. Would you, would you, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, would you be upset if by the end of the game, Kratos is not able to wield Mjolnir? What if the game had choices and based on your choices that determines your worthiness? It makes you worthy. <laughs> <laughs> like if you aren't worthy, you get some other kind of weapon or some other kind of upgrade for an existing weapon that makes it on par with what the hammer would have been, but just different. Hammer. Or you get the hammer and it's just <laughs> it's it's capital H, capital A, capital M hammer. <laughs> Yeah, I mean the way like the way they could totally build up to it is, you're battling Thor in this movie or in this game, (laughs) and by the time you take him out, you're now preparing for Odin. But you got the hammer as long with the axe as well as you as you make your way towards, I guess, the inevitable final battle. 
damn, and Kratos becomes the god of thunder. Yeah. Yeah, I mean they could go so many routes with it. I, I I do like it. I I I love that tease at the end of the first God of War, and that's that's obviously why they probably haven't shown anything because they they couldn't really show anything without maybe having some spoiler um, releases there. So yeah, I could see why they want to hold off. And as we mentioned, we got we got Ratchet and Clank, we got uh, Horizon Goes West, and uh, yeah, and so. Give it some time. We'll start seeing some God of War uh, as the year moves forward. Man, you know, big if year. they wanted, if they wanted to maximize just the online troll tiers, I know exactly how this game should go oh, <laughs> because okay. they already left us at that critical moment at the end of the 2018 game. So for this one, they could start us right there. Have Kratos just have this slugfest with Thor. They end up killing each other. <laughs> and Atreus spends the entire game trying to be worthy enough to lift that hammer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and just, just straight Metal Gear tool. <laughs> and uh I like some more spoilers, but do you start think do you think we start seeing Atreus wielding some like trickery powers? Like getting invisible changing his look disguising yeah. himself as the enemy yeah <laughs> i mean you know yeah they got to talking shit <laughs> they they gotta like uh play on play that part up a little bit more um, yes they do so we'll see how that develops also in this game <laughs> man oh my god i'd be so happy <laughs> if that <laughs> i would be so happy if they if they metal gear to us <laughs> yeah, yeah right in this <laughs> Oh man, so pumped! Yeah, I can't yeah. wait. Twenty twenty one is a big deal, man. <laughs> <laughs> all these exclusives. Yeah, it's a. I mean, just right out the gate, like these are all bangers. Uh, some exclusive or some next gen, some cross gen, but they all look right and they all have a different feel. That's what I love. Is like not not one game that we talk about seem the same, like similar to another game. So you can go any route with uh, just depending on your preferences or just if you wanted to diversify your experiences this year. Diversify your bonds. <laughs> yes. A-Dub, what you got in the next topic of the week? Topic of the week. Well, this is where the news starts to get a little slow. <laughs> well, as predicted right here on Control Issues, IGN reports, Cyberpunk 2077 gets a third-person PC mod. <laughs> so throughout the development cycle of the game, throughout the realization that it was going to be exclusively first-person, at least at the time of launch, it was predicted here, as well as many other outlets, as well as many other online forums, that eventually somebody in the PC community would mod in third-party support if the developer didn't do it themselves. And that is exactly what happened. Uh, according to Jordan Oleman from IGN, PC players can now enjoy Cyberpunk 2077 in third person thanks to a savvy modder. As reported by PC Gamer, a third-person perfected mod of Cyberpunk 2077 was uploaded to Nexus Mods over the weekend. The JB TPP mod work in progress, third person mod. It's very much a work in progress. In our own brief test, the player model looks, 
odd in animation with legs and arms moving unnaturally to account for the intended first person view. You can probably expect some more general bugs as well. The mod offers four different camera views when installed, swap between by pressing the B button, or I don't know if that's the letter B or the B button on the Xbox controller. You're gonna have to figure it out on your own setup. It's definitely the B on a keyboard. It's handy if you were looking to get a wider lens on Night City or just wanted to look at the character you've been building and rebuilding. Uh, you'll need the performance optimization mod, cyber engine tweaks to install the TPP mod, and you must extract the contents of the perspective mod into your Cyberpunk 2077 slash bin slash x64 folder once downloaded to get it working. So it doesn't really affect us because I didn't spring the money this generation to build the the juggernaut the behemoth the gaming pc instead i'm waiting for a next-gen console hopefully once c project red gets through all their little bumps and scrapes associated with the launch of the game as well as the lawsuit that's going forward on behalf of the shareholders maybe they'll get around uh, patching in something like this with a little more care and detail put into it to make the third person animations as good as the perspective itself for some of us. AMC, how do you feel about this info? Um, yeah, I mean, if you can't get it done, then people have to step in, <laughs> take care of it themselves. Yes. Um, it'd be interesting. I would like to see if CD Projekt were over to school, full on heel turn, try to shut down the modders. <laughs> they just go completely like anti consumer. Yeah. Um, go corporate. You can't become, do this. <laughs> yeah. Become corporate CD Projekt Red. Go full on heel turn. Um, it'd be interesting. But uh, I mean, it's, I guess that's, it's a good thing. It's a way to salvage this game in a way. Um, even though the PC versions are, it got a nine on IGN. So the PC version is apparently the uh, superior version to play it on. But um, I guess the PC master race can completely take ownership of this game and make it what they want it to be and continue to enjoy it. And it just shows the many different narratives of uh, cyberpunk, depending, depending on the platform that you're experiencing it on uh, the different experiences that you can, you can have with this game. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I'm sure some people will appreciate this mod. Yeah. But I'm sure some people don't. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and we got a few of them here for you in this week's segment. Troll of the week. Troll of the week. Uh, troll of the week. Yeah. Put them in a body bag. Troll of the, of the week. week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so today's trolls are coming sideways at CD Project Red not being involved. We're putting third person in Cyberpunk. First troll says, yikes, this game is such a shit show. <laughs> Next troll says If Skyrim could do it Then Cyberpunk should have been able to do it Nine years later mm -hmm. A little double trolling going on Next troll says This game should have never have been made In first person view to begin with Third person is the best Or else there's no point in customizing your character Well there's plenty of point in customizing your character I mean just for the raw stat boosts in themselves, I mean, you can still see your character in the menu that you're using to deck your character out in equipment. So it's there. You can see yourself in the mirror. It's awesome. Third person, it is indeed the best. It is the mode that I would have preferred for every game. However, this game was made in first person. It works very well 
really brings the city to life, really gets the player immersed. So it's good that we have this option brought about by the community. Hopefully we can get more official support from CD Projekt Red at some time. But yeah, man, the game is what it is. It was made the way it was wanted to be made. <laughs> Next show says, well, Lottie fucking die. <laughs> Next show says, I thought this game died already. Uh, yeah, when you sell 13 million copies in a week with refunds factored in, you ain't dead. You ain't gonna die. You're immortal. You're gonna live forever. The last show says, except it looks like shit. <laughs> well, I mean, it is a community mod. It's not an official mod. So if you're gonna go inside of a game and start tinkering around with your own know-how and knowledge, then it's probably not gonna look well, which is why you don't make games. <laughs> CD Projekt Red does, so... Yeah, man. Learn how to respect the game, respect people and their circumstances. Quit being an old bitch. AMC, you got anything for him? Quit your bitching. This is about five straight weeks of people hating on Cyberpunk 2077. Um, yeah. At this point, if you haven't moved on with your hate, you need to you need to start moving on because you're wasting your time. You're wallowing. <laughs> exactly. Like you you should have gotten your refund already. <laughs> <laughs> so you there's no damages on your part you got to experience the game for free to know that you don't like it mm -hmm. got your money back could put that on something else and talk about it you know glowingly positively uh the people who are hanging on to the game are enjoying it or waiting for further patches like myself yeah man it's we're getting we're rapidly approaching that point where the positive voices are starting to gain ground against the negative voices because only the people that are playing it are the ones that can really talk about it now. The people who bailed out or the people who never bailed in to begin with, yeah, y'all ain't got no dog in the race. Get your money, <laughs> get out of here. Quit your belly bitching. Troll of the week. <laughs> Troll of the week. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, AMC, you got another topic for us? Uh, you know what? Let's do this Nintendo story, A-Dub. Uh, Nintendo has been announced that they will be purchasing Next Level Games, the developer of Luigi's Mansion 3. Ooh, yes. So let's hear. Let's see what we got here. Nintendo announced the acquisition of Vancouver-based studio Next Level Games for an undis undisclosed sum. Mm, why are they hiding that money? Mm. Next level games. They don't want you to know they're blowing all their money or anything. Next level games was created in 2002 and is well known for its partnerships with Nintendo on series such as Mario Strikers, that's soccer, and Luigi's Mansion, as well as 3DS title Metroid Prime Federation Force. The hit, the hit Metroid. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Metroid Prime Federation Force on the 3DS. The, right, the, right. the, be the best seller. <laughs> <laughs> the most popular entry in the Metroid franchise. The, the one that didn't have uh, Samus. <laughs> Damn. Uh, yeah, so uh, Luigi's Mansion, obviously one of the biggest uh, games released on the Switch, I believe, last year. I think it was my game of the year. Uh, actually, no, this would have been two years ago since we're now in 2021. So 2019 um, hit, hit hit game on the Nintendo Switch, Luigi's Mansion 3. Uh, this is one I had a lot of fun with. This is the first of the Luigi's Mansions that I decided to play. So it showed the reach of um, one, the Nintendo Switch, and also just the um, 
it showed that it was another quality release on of the Nintendo franchise. And so, yeah, this seems to be a developer that knows what they're doing. It's interesting to see that they're uh, Vancouver based, so Canadian. So a little, um, so there, you can see how Nintendo is, I guess, spreading out, um, not just being thought of as just a Japanese company. Now they you know, they got, they have their branches on the, I was gonna say on the West coast <laughs> in the Western hemisphere, I guess. And so, um, yeah, I, it's great. Um, I love it when when real recognizes real. When uh, was it PlayStation scooped up Insomniac, mm. and now we see Nintendo scooping up Next Level Games. Uh, I know this is a thing that people get upset at, but I think it's I think it's great. It's always good for the developer. From what I read in the story, uh, this was owned by I guess like the directors and like the managers at the company. They own the company, and they were looking to be bought. And I'm sure for them, it just makes it a lot easier when it comes to raising funds and all that good stuff. Now they have a big, a big uh, company behind them, a big publisher behind them to take care of all that, and they can just focus on doing what they do best, and that's making video games. Uh, you have any thoughts, Ada? Before we move on, I find it interesting that the when I heard of this acquisition, the way that I heard of it was uh, now it's a chance for Mario Strikers to come back. <laughs> yeah. Is this the people have been waiting for? Yeah. So people weren't even people weren't even excited about the Luigi's Mansion aspect of it. They were more excited about the Strikers. I mean, ultimately, this is awesome. Luigi's Mansion 3, it, it looked outstanding from what I saw from trailers and gameplay videos. Uh, you said it indeed was outstanding in reality. So that's a bonus. Mm -hmm. um, it's great for Nintendo to continue to add more value to their ecosystem. As you know, Sony and Microsoft, they share about the lion's share of their libraries as multi-platform games, whereas Nintendo's library is made up mostly of first-party exclusives. So this simply bolsters that even further and it's more reasons to own a switch or whatever the next console is going to be in the nintendo family of hardware uh, eventually once these prices come down <laughs> mm -hmm. my finally getting the game because i do want to get back into some nintendo gaming just not at that point I don't yeah. know. Well, ultimately, this is great news. It's I'm not one of those people who think, oh, it limits competition and the the the, the exclusives. Exclusives are anti-consumer. It's like, no, exclusives are very pro-consumer because it gives these consoles a chance to really shine for their individual advantages over one another. So looking forward to see what this developer is going to be capable of producing with that Nintendo just full backing and resources. I mean, I'm watching clips of Luigi's Mansion now and it, it looks absolutely stupendous. This is something that I would have been all over. Yeah, this is good news, whether you want to accept it or not. So just deal with it. <laughs> Hell yeah. What else you got, Ado? What else do I got? Uh, a couple of quick hits. For one, Microsoft has confirmed that there is no deal between them and Duracell in order to make their Xbox controllers support AA batteries. So you can take your tinfoil hat off and put it back on your casserole. Uh, next quick hit, the developer of Tenchu Stealth Assassins or the creator of Tenchu Stealth Assassins would like to see the game get second life on PS5, hopefully. Ah, 
excuse me, there was an update. As Twinfinite points out, Endo, Takuma Endo, actually said he'd like to create a stealth ninja game for PS5, indicating something more like a successor to the original Tenchu games rather than a definitive new entry in the series. So IGN apologizes for that error. That news is still every bit as exciting because stealth ninja games, there's not enough of them. We need more of them. And now we have the hardware to really do those right. Sekiro gave us a taste of what that could be like. So I'd like to see a game that leans more heavily into the stealth assassin aspect of a gaming experience. AMC, what about yourself? Um, yeah, yeah. Uh... I don't know. I never really got into the Tenchu franchise, but I know people love Tenchu um, and Ninja games are always a good time. So yeah, that would, I like to see what that would look like on the PS5, um, at least a version of that. That's all I got, Ada. All right. Well, I mean, if there's nothing else, I think we've reached the end of the line. Do you have any final words, Ada, before we get out of here? Uh, the It's January 2021. So the January Diablo 3 event is back. You can go into the Darkening of Tristram. Uh, this opens up a portal that allows you to go into a world that is made in the fashion of the original Diablo with 16 levels of pixelated action for you to dig through on your way to destroying the butcher. Yes. Are you so, hopping back in it? Uh? You're damn right. Taking my <laughs> Torment 16 Barbarian there and wrecking shop. So that'll be fun. And yeah, it should be pretty easy to come up, come across. I'll just do some riffs until at some point that, that rift opens up and I can get to go in there, get my little taste, come back out and get back to playing all the other games I need to finish in my backlog instead of building to that thousandth hour of Diablo 3 like I'm inevitably going to do this year. <laughs> yes. Man, sounds awesome. Um, it, is. it is. Well, this is Control Issues. I am the eight. Control.